0: Can we go ahead and lift up the only Savior name in this house for just a moment? Can we lift up the only name that has all power, that has all all authority? When the, At the very mention of his name, every knee must bow and every tongue confess his power, his dominion, his majestic. Jesus We on to in this house god we praise you
1: in this place you're so worthy jesus you're so worthy jesus
0: how many know there's power in the name of jesus i said there's power in the name of jesus it is so good to be here on a tuesday evening before you beautiful people I want you to know, Rock Church, that I love you. I was reminiscing the other day over how far we've come as a body and how God, good God has been to us. It seemed like just yesterday we were in a little Lions Club <laughs> with rats running across the pews. Isn't God good? I have the honor and the privilege of delivering the word of the Lord tonight, and uh, don't take that lightly. Want to give honor to Bishop of this house? Amen. He's on assignment in Pueblo. Um, There was a funeral this morning for my cousin. Passed away. He was attending that. He'll be delivering the word of the Lord here in a couple hours there at the church. And uh, if you're watching, Daddy, I just want to know, I want you to know that I love you. Some people make fun of me for calling him daddy still. But he'll always be my daddy. <laughs> for those of you who may have not had a father in your life and are the father example that was set for you who was corrupted and twisted, you, are, you have the ability to change that in your life and in your kid's life. He came from a lineage of dysfunction and unfaithfulness and whatnot, and he decided to be the Abraham in his life. And there's a product standing on a, behind a pulpit today because of his decisions and what he decided to do and the difference he decided to make in his life and in his kid's life. If you all could open up your Bibles if you have it. To the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. I will not be before you very long tonight, but I feel like God has dropped a little something in my spirit. I pray that we don't mute it out. You know, I was praying in here the other day, and I came down to this front pew right here. I was standing right here and I was looking up at the pulpit, just like we all are tonight. And I got so convicted because it hit me so powerfully. How many hundreds of messages do we hear that come from this pulpit? How many words of deliverance and of healing and of breakthrough come through this pulpit? every single week. And it's as if we get caught in the monotony of routine. Sometimes we could just come in here on a Tuesday night. We just kind of glaze out. We turn our ears off and just kind of flow through the service. How many times in an atmosphere just like this has God wanted to bring deliverance in your life? How many times in an atmosphere just like this has God spoke to you, but we just got caught in that monotony, and I pray that that doesn't happen this evening. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 5, simply says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct that path for the next few moments with the help of the lord i simply want to preach don't fail the test of silence don't fail the test of silence if you could all put our bibles down lift our hands across this place and just take a moment Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. Silence is so powerful. Sometimes silence. Speaks more than a thousand words can ever speak. We as human beings have a tendency to get lost in words and phrases and trying to fill empty space because it makes us uncomfortable. We may feel it's awkward that we sometimes just don't appreciate silence been going through a season in life where sometimes all i hear is silence no matter how hard i pray no matter how long i read my bible no matter how hard I try to activate God's mouth, all I can hear resounding in my ears is silence, is nothing. When we read Proverbs, chapter three, verse five, says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. It made me think that there's a direct correlation between trusting and leaning unto my own understanding. And that if I do not trust in the Lord with all my heart, that it is inevitable that I begin to lean unto my own understanding. We as humans, we love security. We love seeing things black and white. And knowing exactly how things are going to pan out and exactly how things are going to flow. Feel like times when we don't fully put our trust in the Lord that we can begin to lean unto our own understanding. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. And maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. So I began to go throughout life, and I began to experience difficulties, and I began to experience circumstances that have me confused and have me wondering what's going on. I found myself at times beginning to lean on my own understanding because I can't hear from God I just want to know what way to go. I just want to know the answer to my questions. I just want to know the answer to my problems. And in my frail human mind and in my frail human flesh, I begin to conjure my own understanding of what it is in life. What we must understand is silence from God is a test of our trust in Him. <clears throat> Silence from God is Him seeing if we really believe in Him and are putting our whole entire life in His hands. Trust is validated in the absence of answers. You can't really know if you trust something or if you trust someone until it is tested. How many people in here that God is trying to take us to next levels in our personal walk? I know we've all felt it in this church. God is trying to take this church to the next level as a corporate body. But as he's doing that as a corporate body... There's a growth that has to happen within us, in our personal walks, in our personal life. But God isn't going to rest greater strengths of his glory upon us if we don't begin to trust him in the seasons that we're at right now in this very moment. It convicted me, even in my own personal walk and in my own personal life, do I really trust God completely? Do I really let my life hang in his hands? Because it's easy to say that on a Sunday night when we're hooping and hollering, but then on the Monday morning, when you pray about why your bank account is looking so low and God doesn't answer your prayer and someone said something to you and you're praying, God, would you fix this situation and he doesn't answer your prayer. We begin to get frustrated as human beings. God, why would you forsake me? God, I've been nothing but faithful to you. I've served you, dedicated my life to you, and now you can't even answer me. God is trying to get us to understand that our ways are not His ways and our thoughts are not His thoughts, and I'm working. I'm working on the back end, and you don't see me doing this over here, and you don't see me talking to this person over here, and you don't hear me. But because I'm so consumed in what's right in front of me, and I'm so consumed in what directly affects me, I start to lean into my own understanding. Reminds me of Abraham and Isaac, who were promised a child, They were promised, but they didn't see it coming, how they wanted it to happen, and the time was winding up, and Sarah's getting up in age, and God, I know you said the promise, but you haven't answered my prayer. And out of leaning into their own understanding, an Ishmael was birthed into their life because they circumvented the process that God had them in. They circumvented the process that God was placing them through in their life just because they couldn't wait in the silence. In this season that we're in at a church, there's people in here who God has called you God has placed anointing on your life. God has showed you things and dreams and visions. You see yourself doing things and working in his kingdom. And you're getting frustrated with the process because it's not happening how you thought it would happen and it's not happening like you thought it would happen. And there's some people who you've been playing with the idea of an Ishmael. You've been making choices that have leading you down a road towards Ishmael, you've been making thought processes and letting words flow out of your mouth that are beginning to lead you down towards an Ishmael, all because you can't wait in the silence and in the season that God has you in. can't play games with this season of life we can't play games with this process I wholeheartedly believe I know this is a little different I know I'm taking my time but I this is in order this is the year of the open door rock church this is the year of the open door God has set before us an open door not a closed door the only thing that is going to hinder you from walking through your open door is your decisions. I said the only thing that is going to hinder you from walking through your open door is your personal decisions. As you begin to get closer to the door, the devil, the devil knows he can't stop you from walking through it. So there's only one thing he could do. And that is try and distract you and get you caught up in the weeds and the circumstances of life so you don't walk through it i feel like this season is winding up the door is open but it's not going to be open for very long and god's just saying can you trust me can you trust me in the process can you let me test you because when you break through that open door There's going to be blessings upon your life that you've never had before. There's going to be power upon your life that you've never had before. There's going to be anointing upon your life that you've never seen before, but cannot trust you with where you're at. God knows what he's doing. God isn't a fool he's going to hang his glory, we've, we've, have we not heard it prophesied that this church and these balconies will be filled with people? If we not heard it prophesied, God is going to use this church as an oracle of his voice through all, throughout all of Southwest Florida. But God will not circumvent the process of us getting our personal walks together. Because on the flip hand, on the other side of the greatness, if we're not positioned, we will birth Ishmaels in our life. When you follow the lineage of Ishmael down the line, became one of the greatest oppositions to the lineage of Israel. In this last day and age, we don't have time to play around with fighting Ishmaels in the church. We don't have time to play around with strife between our brothers and between our sisters. God's wanting to use every single person in there. I want you to take your finger and I want you to point at yourself. What's gonna happen when 1,500 people show up on a Sunday morning to the Rock Church of Fort Myers and they're looking for someone who's gonna be able to show them How to pray, and they're looking for someone who's gonna show them how to act, and they're looking for someone who's gonna show them how to push past their flesh and push past their carnal desires. Is God gonna be able to hang 1,500 people's souls on our glory? Feel like it's the Rock Church as a whole, we've been pushing and we've been pressing and we're right up against breaking through. I felt it in my personal life, and I know the Rock Church, you've been feeling it in your corporate life. God is ready to blow our minds with the revival, with the anointing, with the power, with the demonstrations of his miraculous. But he will let us wait in silence for as long as he needs to for us to get our personal selves together. I'm preaching to myself in this place. Musicians, you can come. This isn't a fancy message. This isn't anything that's going to blow your mind, but I'm just talking to the Rock Church for a moment tonight. Before Chuck Yeager ever broke the sound barrier, in supersonic flight everyone was saying it can't be done it said the human body can't handle your human body can't handle doing that your human body's going to fall apart the planes are going to fall apart how many voices do we let in our lives tell us <laughs> you shouldn't be working that much at the church You shouldn't be investing that much into God. Your human body can't handle that. And I'm all about mental health and self-care. I'm not saying you need to kill yourself, but there's a level where if God's going to rest greater levels of anointing on us, he's going to expect more from us. He's expecting us to step up to the plate. He's expecting us to start... Taking the call when he when it's three in the morning and he says, "Hey, uh, let me put this spirit of intercession upon you." He's expecting you to wake up and roll out of your bed and get on your knees and start interse- interceding for that person, and and he wants you to start taking the initiative in pre-service prayer when it's dead as a doornail to get out and start walking back and forth, and you don't care who's listening to you pray and you don't care who's watching you pray, but you start to break things in the supernatural and you start to sift the ground of the supernatural with your prayers the end of the day rock church it's on us it's on us to take extreme ownership of what God has placed in our hands Even if he isn't talking to me directly and even if he isn't laying out every step and even if he isn't telling me exactly what to do, God, I don't hear you, but I'm trusting you. God, I don't see it, but I'm trusting you. God, I may not know when my breakthrough's coming, but I'm trusting you, Jesus. You're going to find me here on a Sunday morning, God, even when you haven't talked to me for a week. You're going to find me here on a Sunday night, even when I haven't felt like coming to pray for three weeks. God, you're going to find me here on a Tuesday, getting my breakthrough, even though I may not feel it. David was anointed to be king. He's a young shepherd boy. The rag on his shoulder. Shepherd cane in his hand. And he spent how many years? He spent how many years demonstrating himself before he ever put a robe on? He spent how many years Running from the king. He spent how many years in that season of preparation, in that season of process where God was saying, let me show you what it looks like when people talk bad about you. And let me, let me show you what it looks like when people slander your name. And let me show you what it feels like when your, your very own brother comes against you and when your own king comes against you. Let me show you what it feels like because... Before I ever put a robe on you, David, and before I ever crown you, and before you ever sit in royal places, are you going to know what it feels like? What would happen if David never went through those kings, and the immediate transition happened as soon as God anointed him to kingship? He would have failed. The minute opposition came, he would have crumbled under the pressure and under the tests When God begins to give you more power, there has to be a foundation that is laid that God knows no matter what comes their way. (laughs) My anointing's on them, and it doesn't matter if they're feeling sick, they're going to be here. It doesn't matter if someone talked about them, they're going to be here. It doesn't matter what's happening in their life. I know that. Creating me a clean heart, O God. Creating me a clean heart, O God. And renewing me a right spirit. There's some Davids in this house tonight where you're in a season of silence. You've seen the dreams. You've seen the visions. God showed you. God's anointed you. You felt the oil dripping off your head, and you felt the oil in a a prayer meeting Sunday night when everyone was gone, and you were the only one in here, and you felt the anointing flowing from the tip of your head to to the sole of your foot. But God has you in a season of proving. God has you in a season of testing. God has you in a season of saying, are you really going to be able to handle what I'm about to put upon you? If we could all lift our hands in this place. Can he trust you with silence? Can he trust you with silence? Can he know that you're going to show up and you're going to remain faithful in the times when he's not directly telling you what to do? David, are you going to raise your hand against your man of God? David, are you going to circumvent the process Are you going to submit yourself to the process? Are you going to put yourself on an altar? And are you going to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him? I'm closing with this. For you to understand that and to grab that, you have to understand that God has called each and every one of us to royalty. God has called each and every one of us to be kings and to be queens. But the amount of time it takes for you to go from the valley to the throne room is dependent upon you submitting yourself to the process. If you circumvent the process, you got to go back to the beginning. My dad preached this in a message, and this, this analogy changed my entire life. This analogy right here. I know you guys have heard it before, but I'm gonna say it again. There was a builder who was building a skyscraper. They began to build the skyscraper. They got up to the 30th floor and they installed windows across the whole entire skyscraper all the windows broke. They went back, said it was maybe a bad batch of windows, put new windows in the skyscraper, windows broke again. So maybe we just didn't get strong enough windows, went and got stronger windows, put them in, windows broke again. Flew in the top of the line architect, brought him in, he looked at the blueprints, he looked at the plans. After a couple of days he came, he called everyone and he said, the problem is, The problem isn't on the 30th floor. The problem is down in the foundation. The problem is down on the first floor. You're about a foot off in this area. And if you want, we could close construction now, put a roof on this thing. We could call it a day, and you won't have any problems for the duration of this building. 30th floor. 30 floors. But if you want to build this thing a foot higher, the only way you're going to be able to do that is to tear it down all the way back down to the bottom and fix what's in the foundation. I know it's a Tuesday night and it may not seem like a big deal, but I feel like this is God's final warning call to some people where this season is closing. The season of your life is coming to a close where Do you want to cap out where you're at? Or do you want me to break through in your life, in your personal walk? Do you want me to take you to the levels that you're dreaming? Do you want me to take you to the levels that you are seeing in your alone time? Do you want me to do that? Are you going to circumvent that? And are you yourself going to cap that? It's up to you tonight. Even if he hasn't spoken to you in a while. Can you talk to him tonight and just say, God, I haven't heard from you. But from this day forward, I'm going to trust in you. From this day forward, God, I'm going to put my entire trust in you, Lord. Because I know if I don't put everything in you, then I'll begin to lean to my own understanding someone you need to do that tonight you need to begin to just put your trust in him you need to lay aside your thoughts you need to lay aside make the changes tonight, make the commitment tonight, God, I'm not going to go another day, I'm not going to go another hour, I'm not going to go another minute, Jesus. God, I lay my will down, I lay my
1: life down.
0: Even if I don't see exactly what you're doing, Jesus, I know you're still ordering my steps, God. Even if I can't understand why you're putting me through this, God, I know there's a reason. God, I know that you have purpose in this season of my life, God. Even though I'm confused, God, I know that you're working for my good, Jesus.